The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Shouted a loud amen. Praise God. Can you help me welcome your neighbor? Tell him, oh, it's good to see your lovely face. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you for your word this morning. Glory be to God. How many people are still advancing? Can I hear you declare I'm advancing? I'm pressing forward. And I'm rising higher. Glory be to God. That will be your testimony this season in the name of Jesus. You're talking about moving forward um, in every aspect of our lives. And we touched on a very, very interesting dimension on Wednesday, if you were here with the service. And God was reminding us that sometimes you need to understand that the things that are going on in your life personally, and perhaps in the organization where you work, or a church where you worship, it goes just beyond the personal dynamics, it goes beyond the relational dynamics. Sometimes what is happening nationally and what is happening globally these are things that it may seem they are beyond your capacity and your ability. They may be what is affecting things on the personal, the relational, and even the organizational level. So it's not enough for us, particularly those of us that are believers, to just be thinking about pressing forward on a personal level. We need to do that. You have to take personal responsibility. We looked at Elijah in 1 Kings 18, where sometimes in your own space and exercising the authority God has given you. Interestingly, I saw something, and this is something we've been saying in church. Was it yesterday evening or today? Um, one of our former presidents was talking to Christians. He said Christians should get into politics a lot more <laughs> to start changing things. And that is simply true. Because a lot of things that are affecting us, they are national issues. When something goes wrong in the nation, it can begin to affect people's personal lives. And as believers, from time to time, God will remind us, I have given you authority over the nations. When he gave us the Great Commission, he told, you, he told us that. Yes, the authority is to preach the gospel, no doubt, and that will always be the focus of the church. But we have authority. Somebody say, I have authority. You can say it louder than that. Say, I have authority over nations, including Nigeria. And one primary place where you as, an, as a believer can start exercising that authority is in the place of praying for the nation. One person. 
Elijah thought he was the only priest left, that everybody had turned to the prophets of Baal and, and the God of Baal, which was what was holding the nation back. We are talking about, when we are talking about advancing and pressing forward, the main threat we need to recognize is that sometimes there are forces that want to hold you back. Pharaoh wants to keep you in Egypt. There are things that want to restrain you. There's a Red Sea before you. There's a Jordan before you that is telling you you can't cross. But the good news as a child of God is even if Pharaoh wants to hold you back and there are obstacles in front of you supernaturally by the help of God, you can still press forward. Can I hear somebody say, I'm pressing forward? You can still advance. You can. And how to do that are the things we are, we are looking at. So it's not enough from time to time. God will prompt us. Wednesday evening, God just said, no, address things in the nation. Elijah was at a point in that famine. God told him to announce the famine. God provided for him at the brook. God provided for him at the widow's house. So on a personal level, Elijah was okay. But no matter how well Elijah was doing personally, until the forces keeping the nation back were dealt with, Elijah will never be able to press forward as he ought to. So God used him. God used him to bring back the rain. One man, the Bible told us. And God told him to challenge the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. And he destroyed all of them. You see, he was just using his personal authority. And you might be able to get away and say, ah, he's a great man of God, he's a prophet. But that's not what your Bible says. James 5, James said that Elijah was a man like you and I, and he prayed. Of course, prayer alone will not solve all our national issues. Indeed, believers need to get into politics, get into business, get into different mountains and spheres of influence and begin to influence things. But you can start exercising authority in the place of prayer. Can I hear a loud amen? And that's very important in pressing forward. If there are national issues holding your life and your destiny and the purpose of, and plans of God for your life back, and you're only satisfied because you have been taken care of at the, um, Brook, of Cher uh, at the Brook Cherith and at Zarephath, you still won't advance the way you ought to advance. A lot of people are leaving the country because somehow they are now convinced, ah, I can't move forward or I can't fulfill my, what I, my dreams in this country anymore. So a time is going to come, the believers in the nation, we are going to have to rise up like Elijah did and confront the forces holding this nation back at our own individual Mount Camels. Elijah said, I'm the only one left. Nobody else is having God. God said, no, you are not the only one. You are just the one I'm spotlighting now. There are seven other people. Seven, is it 7,000 other people? That I'm using in the same, in a different, yeah, it's just that you're the only one on CNN or you're the only one that will make the pages of scriptures. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not the only one. The question is, will you allow God use you like Elijah? And that's what James was saying. He was a man with a nature like ours, but he prayed. First of all, God shut the heavens over the nation. No rain for three years. Then God opened the heavens. Because one man exercised his authority. 
in his sphere of influence. That's an example worth following. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. All right, Ephesians 1. Let, let's read. Um, let's read the entire Pauline prayer here. It's been a while since we talked about Pauline prayers in, in, in church. One of the best ways to pray for yourself and for other people is to look for these prayers in the New Testament. You find a good number of them in Paul's epistles to the Ephesians, to the Colossians, to the Philippians, to the Thessalonians. And he says here, let's pick up the reading from, let's start from verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, somebody say, I have faith in the Lord Jesus. Pretty much sums up what we dealt with last week. That even though there are forces, spiritual forces trying to hold us down, through the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary, those forces have now been neutralized. And we looked at four things that the blood of Jesus has done for us. That even though there's a spiritual, please um, watch again, gravitational force trying to pull you down, like a plane that wants to soar, when planes fly, it's not like gravity is, is suspended. No, gravity is not suspended. They just have a force at work in that plane that is stronger than the pull of gravity. Something has been um, mechanically introduced into that plane that allows it to fly high and to go higher. Spiritually speaking, there are things Jesus has done for us. That even though the devil and his cohorts are, are operating, we can still soar high. Hallelujah. And when you begin to believe that, that is faith in the Lord Jesus. Faith in the Lord Jesus simply means you believe what Jesus has done. What the Bible tells us Jesus has done on Calvary. And that's how you can press forward. That's how you can rise higher. Even if you don't have any answers in the natural, you don't have to lose hope where advancing is concerned. You can look into the word of God and you can rise higher by what the word of God says if you have faith. Can somebody shout this morning, have faith in the Lord Jesus. Since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this was the prayer that the Lord God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened or being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I want God to give you wisdom, give you revelation, or by his spirit for wisdom and revelation to start working in you so that you can know some things. Your eyes can be open to some things. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. 
which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. A, a power raised him from the dead. Death had come. The grave had come. Hell had come. And it had pulled Jesus down. And kept him down. But the mighty power of God came and raised him up. Hallelujah. Seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Let's read on, please. And he put all things under his feet. Why are things under his feet? Because he is far above. Hallelujah. And he gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Chapter 2, verse 1. Let's follow the thoughts. And... You he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. That's what he does for us. So that's what he did for us when we got born again. He made us alive again. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, referring to the devil, the spirit which now works in the sons of disobedience. Jump to verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy, chapter 2 verse 4, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Jesus was spiritually and physically dead. And the power of God raised him up. We were not physically dead. We were spiritually dead. But the same power has raised us up. Made us alive like he made Jesus alive. Together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Verse 6. Which is really um, giving more light to what he said in chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. But bringing out this amazing truth. Verse 6 of chapter 2, raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. And I will stop with verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Somebody shout aloud, hallelujah. hallelujah. There's something profound in what Apostle Paul just discussed in that portion that we read, several things are profound, but our emphasis this morning in light of our theme and our topic that is said there, 
And the truth he communicated there that we want to focus on is that God has raised up every believer. Hello? And God has made every believer to sit in a very high place. At the right hand of God, actually. Far above every principality and power. For emphasis again, it talked about how the power of God raised Jesus, chapter 1, verse 20. Look at it again, please put it up for us on the screen. Which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him in the heavenly places. Chapter, verse 21, far above all principality and power, Jesus is seated in a high place. Far above. And chapter 2, verse 6 says, he raised us up together with him. And made us to sit together with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The position God has designed and planned for the believer to operate in and to function in is the higher position. Praise God. It's the raised position. It's the elevated position. That's where you are supposed to be. Somebody shout, that's where I'm supposed to be. And declare by faith, that's where I am in the name of Jesus. Say, I am far above. I'm far above sickness. Far above failure. Far above poverty. Far above economic difficulties. Far above poverty. Far above every spiritual wickedness. Far above. That is your designated position. Hallelujah. So this is where we are going this morning. I want you to catch it very clear, clearly. Last week we talked about the fact that there are things designed by the devil to pull you down. Like gravity, to keep you from rising higher. All the operations of Satan in the lives of men is to keep us from pressing forward, to keep us from rising higher, to keep us from advancing. However, please you need to catch this. In a greater dimension, there are forces of God that are designed to pull you up. Hallelujah. There's something God is doing in your life right now that will elevate you. That will pull you up. That will set you up. That will raise you up. That will take you higher. Many Christians may not be aware of it. And most importantly, many Christians may not be doing what you need to be doing so that those forces can elevate you. And that's what we want to look at this morning. How can I, if this is my designated position in God to be seated with him in the heavenly places, raised up together with Christ and made to sit together with him in the heavenly places. And that place is where everything is far above. Look at verse 22 of chapter 1 again. It said he has put all things under his feet. And he gave him to be head over all things to the church, 
Say with me, I'm part of the church. And Jesus is my head. That's why we call ourselves the body of Christ. And that means where we are, where we are seated, where we are operating from, all things are under my feet. Somebody say, all things are under my feet. Hallelujah. Said the church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So the head and the body are seated. It's not just the head that is seated in the heavenly places. The body is seated with him. And all things are under his feet. So the question we need to ask ourselves from time to time, particularly in times and seasons where we sense we need to rise higher and elevate, is what are these forces that can take me up? Is anybody interested in going higher? Talk to me. What can take me up? That plane just doesn't fly up by itself. We talked about that last week. There's something at work in the plane. You see, go to the airport, you see planes parked on the tarmac. Gravity has held them on the ground, like everything else. But then the pilot comes into the cockpit. Can you help me look at a neighbor and tell that neighbor, you are the pilot of your own life. You are the one that will take your life higher. And it begins to touch some buttons. You've seen them in the movies. So if you've ever seen a plane call, then the engine begins to rev up. And they begin to do certain things. And then the plane taxis to the runway. And then the plane begins to gather speed. And then there's a powerful force, a thrust. And then there's a lift. And all of a sudden, what had been packed on the floor, what has not been able to rise higher, it takes, and there's nothing the gravity can do. There's nothing the devil can do. Once you touch those buttons, glory be to God. That plane was designed to fly. Somebody shout, I'm designed to fly. I'm designed to rise higher. Far above. That, that's, that's where you are. That's what God planned for you. To rise higher. Far above. And at times like this, we need to rise higher with all the things that are going on on the ground. Particularly things that are going on on the ground that we don't want. Glory be to God. Rise higher. Rise higher. Let's explore four of those things this morning. It's, some of them are, are right in this text. I'm going to touch on four of them. I tried to do five last week. I couldn't get to number five, so <laughs> let, me, let me touch on four of them. Number one, and this is so obvious in the text we read. Number one is the power of God. The power of God. And I will say it this way, the power of God that is engaged through prayer. The power of God. The power of God. Somebody shout the power of God. I can't hear you. Shout the power of God. Somebody shout again the power of God. The power of God will lift you up. The power of God will make you to rise higher. The, you see, that plane is on the floor. It's packed. 
But really, what makes planes flying is power. Power. The engine, the, the, the pilot comes in, turns on the engine, powers the engine. Glory be to God. And the plane just picks up speed. And with a little lift, I don't know the science perfectly, but I have general understanding. That you may know, Apostle Paul said, the exceeding greatness of his power. He said, raised him up according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him up from the dead. It was the power of God that raised Christ up. And I want to sound the alarm to everybody again this morning and announce to you, you can operate in that kind of power. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. You can operate in that kind of power. Back to Elijah and what James said about Elijah. James said that the honest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. Let's look at that text again. James 5.16. Glory be to God. The power, the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. James chapter 5 verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He now said Elijah was like us. And he prayed. In other words, what Elijah used was the power of God. The power of God that he accessed in the place of prayer. Can you help me look at a neighbor this morning? Say, how is your prayer life? If you can look into the neighbor's eyes, I would really appreciate it. Perhaps you can help somebody this morning. Help me ask that neighbor, how are you using prayer? Have you learned how to use prayer to access power? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Many of us are living like packed planes on the runway at the airport. And there's nothing wrong with a plane packed at the airport. But if the plane is forever packed at the airport, there's a problem. There's a problem from time to time. You need to go into the place of prayer. Please hear me. I'm not speaking Greek. I'm not speaking something difficult. Paul said, look, when I heard that, this is the first thing. This is elementary for Christianity. Elementary for Christianity. When I heard of your faith, ah, you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. You believe in the blood of Jesus. You believe in the finished work of redemption. You believe. He said immediately I start praying for you. And if I'm going to break down the prayer this morning, just for the purpose of what we are teaching, 
He was praying that you should know your life is not supposed to be parked on the airport runway. Your plane is not supposed to forever. Your plane is supposed to soar. Hallelujah. You are supposed to be raised up together with Christ. I, I want you to know that. And I want you to know it's the power of God that raised Jesus up. And that's why any time we need to rise and every time we need to rise, we need to engage with the power of God. Through prayer. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Did somebody get that? Somebody shout power. Let me shout, I'm walking in power. I'm rising higher through the power of God at work in me. Somebody do this. Say the power of God. Move your hand like this. Is working in me. The power of God is stirred up in me. Every time I pray by the help of the Spirit, I activate power that helps me to rise higher and higher and higher. Hallelujah. God told me to tell somebody in the house this morning, be deliberate. You see, what you need to do, these four things I want to share with you is, you should understand what we are saying. There's something heaven is doing that is pulling you up. Just like there's something the devil is doing that is trying to pull you down. There's a force of darkness that is trying to pull you back into Egypt. And in the same vein, there's a force from heaven that is trying to push you into your destiny. Press forward. Press forward. There's a force. The question is, which one are you yielded to? When you are not prayerful, please catch this. It's so simple. Or when you are ignorant of what the power of God can do, and you are not deliberately engaging with the power of God, you make it easier for the devil to keep you down. But that's not you this season. Somebody say, I'm flying this season. I'm flying. Hallelujah. You can rise higher and higher. Quickly, Galatians chapter 2. Let's look at the next one. Galatians chapter 2. Second thing that will help you to connect with the force or the forces that can pull you up. Somebody say something is pulling me up. And I'm cooperating with it. Say I'm being pulled up by the hand of God. And I'm cooperating with it. Galatians 2 verse 1. Apostle Paul speaking. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas. And I took Titus with me. Please watch verse 2 very carefully. I went up by revelation. Now, it was talking about I traveled there. But the language you use there is very, very instructive. Hallelujah. He said it twice. Verse 1, after 14 years, I went up. Somebody say, I'm going up. I'm going up. <laughs> I can't hear you this morning. Say, I'm going up. 
I don't know how long you have been where you are. Paul said here it was a 14-year period. But it doesn't matter how long it has been. Can I hear you shout, I'm going up? He said, I went up. Now, language was just saying, I went to, I traveled to Jerusalem. But spiritually, that's not what was going on. And if you follow the story in the book of Acts of what happened to Apostle Paul's ministry, his ministry took a flight here. For that 14-year period, he and Barnabas had been traveling to Gentile nations without any form of recognition by the church in Jerusalem. But a season came, God wanted to elevate Apostle Paul's ministry. God wanted to promote him in the center of power in Jerusalem. In fact, he said when he got to Jerusalem, after he told everybody what had been going on in his life and his ministry, he said something happened. They gave him the right hand of fellowship. They recognized him as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a time of promotion for him. I announce over somebody under the sound of my voice, your time of promotion has come. You may have been walking in the corners, walking behind the scenes, doing certain things, and you've not received the recognition you deserve. But thus said the Lord, you will be recognized in the name of Jesus. You will be promoted in the name of Jesus. You will be elevated in the name of Jesus. You shall rise higher in the name of Jesus. Verse 2, he now said, I just didn't go to Jerusalem because I felt like going. God revealed to me. He could have continued doing what he was doing. It's not that Paul was looking for promotion anyway. He could have just continued traveling among the Gentiles. But that season came, and the Spirit of God, and if you study Paul's ministry, you find out that he just didn't go anywhere. He said there, was, there were some places he wanted to go to go and spread the gospel. He said the Spirit of God will forbid him. Paul always did his ministry by revelation. By revelation. Said, I wanted to come to you for years, but the Spirit of God forbade us. And one day, he said he was praying. He wrote to the Corinthians. And he saw a man of Macedonia in his dream. And the man waved to him, come and help us. Come and help us. That's how he did his ministry. And this time, when he went to Jerusalem, the church, for the first time, Gave him the right hand of fellowship. They recognized him. And whatever respect and honor and dignity that he ought to have had, that they did not give him before then, from that day he started enjoying it. Hallelujah. Now it's interesting he said this here because if you really look at the core of his letter to the epistle, to the Ephesians that we read, that epistle. The main thing Paul was praying for was revelation. You rise higher by revelation. Somebody shout revelation. revelation. Let God reveal things to you. So there's a place, please catch where I'm going this morning. We pray and we like James said, we engage the power of God, we use the power of God, we consciously, and there are times like that you are praying, particularly when you are praying the Spirit, what you are interested in is power. You are praying for strength, you are praying for might, you are praying that you should be strengthened with might, like you told them in Ephesians chapter 3, and that's vital. Because it was the power of God that raised Christ from the dead, but there's a place you come into if you are going to rise higher. 
And if you are going to stay there, somebody say, I'm rising higher. And I'm staying there. You need God to reveal things to you. Glory be to God. Say, God, reveal things to me. Told them, I pray that God will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That God will open the eyes of your understanding. That God will help you to know. Number one, the hope of his calling. Number two, the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints. Number three, even the power. I said God will help you to know the power. Can I say this to somebody this morning? There are certain things if you know right now. Hallelujah. The quality of your life will just get better. Am I talking to somebody this morning? The way you live will just be better. And you can ask God for that revelation. Revelation always takes us higher. Lift your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. I can't hear somebody at the back say, in the name of Jesus. Like Apostle Paul, I'm going up by revelation. I'm rising higher by revelation. I'm pressing forward by revelation. I'm advancing by revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation opens my eyes to see what I've not seen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2. It told the Corinthians the same thing. First Corinthians chapter 2. Can somebody shout again this morning, I am going forward. How, how do you go forward? By revelation. By revelation. By God telling you things, showing you things, revealing things to you that you did not know. And just like power, it can also be engaged in the place of prayer. Verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Listen to me carefully, my brother, my sister. You are enjoying certain things from God now that you know. And that is beautiful. My question to you is this. Would you like to know what God has prepared for you that you don't know right now? Talk to me, somebody. Would you like to know what God wants you to enjoy between now, August, and the end of 2023, December? Would you like to know those things? That's what revelation is all about. What God has in store for you that you don't know. That other people don't know. Eye has not seen it. Ear has not heard it. It has not entered the hearts of men. They, they, they are, they are, you, you don't know. But God has prepared it for you. Tap a neighbor this morning and say, God has prepared something great for you. Tell that neighbor, God has prepared something wonderful for you. Let me look at another neighbor and convince them, I'm here to tell you this morning. There's something beautiful. There's something glorious that God has packaged for you. For this season. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said something powerful yesterday. I mean last Sunday. That God is too responsible as our father. 
to see problems coming and not prepare something that will help us. It takes an irresponsible father to do that and God is not an irresponsible father. The question is, do you know it? And the good news is you can know it. Look at the text, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2.10 But God has revealed them. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. I wish I had time. But just because of time, jump to verse 15. And if you read, it was saying that the way God reveals these things to us is when we speak in other tongues. But we won't have time to start reading all those verses. But watch this. This is how we go up. Verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is not judged by anyone. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But, now, so he's saying us two powerful things here. Nobody knows God's mind. Nobody knows what God has planned for Pastor Bola on tomorrow. Nobody knows what God has planned for Pastor Shola. Nobody. Pastor Shola may be in prison like Joseph was in prison. And God had planned that by this time tomorrow, based on my dealings with him over the years, this man is going to sleep in the palace. Nobody knows. What God has prepared for those that love him. Eyes has not seen, ear has not heard. It doesn't, nobody knows. And this is why we can have hope. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of despair. You can be a Joseph in prison and you can be encouraging other prisoners. Because you have come to an understanding that God has something in his mind. For me. You see, this is why God gives dreams and visions and even revelations. That was what was sustaining Joseph. The dream God had showed him. Because what had, when God gives you a dream, when God gives you a vision, or when God gives you a revelation, what is God showing? Is see what I have in store for you. He's giving you a sneak peek. I see everybody bowing to you. I see you being very wealthy. I see you owning your own business, employing 200 people. I see you flying all over the world preaching. He just show you something. And that thing carries you. And no matter what is trying to pull you down, your brother sell you into slavery. They put you in prison. What's trying to pull you down? See, Apostle Paul, in fact, this is how Apostle Paul said it. Let, let, ah, do I need to have time to read it? No, let me just quote it. He said that, lest I should be exalted by the abundance of revelation. Apostle Paul understood it. God was always showing him revelation. He said the messenger of Satan was sent to buffet me. Revelation exalts. That's why they can throw you in prison and you'll be writing letters like Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because God has shown you things. 
So he said, on one hand, please watch what he said. There are two things he said in that verse 16. On one hand, nobody knows the mind of God, but you have access to the mind of Christ. And that's how we can tap into revelation. Praise God. In a sense, it's like he's contradicting himself in the same verse. Because the mind of Christ is what? Is the mind of God. He said, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the mind of God. And what he's saying there, if you dissect that, you have access. The same way God was giving Paul revelations that he wrote in these letters that we now call epistles that make up our Bible. What was God giving him? See, so in the place of prayer, with understanding that I have access to the mind of Christ, I don't know what God has planned, though. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, doesn't have the matter, but hey, by the blood of Jesus and the finished work on the cross, I can access the mind. Hallelujah. And I tell you, if you will catch a glimpse of the mind of Christ, which is equal to the mind of God, which contains what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and have not entered the heart of me, it will sustain you. No matter what you are going through, glory be to God, it will carry you. And after a while, it will begin to lift you up, lift you up, <laughs> lift you up. So there is a, watch, what are we saying this morning? There is a force of revelation pulling you higher, trying to get you higher. But the question is, are you plugged into revelation? There is a force from the power of God trying to get you up. Are you plugged into power? Rather than just remain a plane that is parked on the runway, God is telling somebody this morning, begin to plug yourself into power. Begin to plug yourself into revelation. Can I go further? Please borrow me a few minutes. I just want to touch on two more things. Two more things. Tap your neighbor and say just two more things. Number three, very closely related to revelation is wisdom. Notice Paul told them that God will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Again, break down the scripture. He's not saying that you don't have it. Because the spirit of wisdom and revelation is the spirit of God. Somebody talk to me this morning. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of what? So what does it mean when he's saying that God will grant you? How many people understand that as a believer you already have the Holy Ghost? Hello? Can somebody shout, I have the Holy Ghost? But, the wisdom and the revelation that the Holy Ghost carries, it will not flow automatically. It's like the mind of Christ. You have that purpose and we have the mind of Christ. But you have to what? Access it. Access it. The pilot does not bring anything into the plane when he comes into the cockpit. Everything that can make that plane fly is already inside the cockpit. Talk to me, somebody. 
So why is the plane on the ground? It's not been accessed. The engines and the power in the engine has not been turned on. <laughs> Praise God. The revelation has not been turned on. The wisdom has not been turned on. Solomon understood it. Listen again to what he said. Get wisdom. <clears throat> Proverbs 4 verse 5. Get wisdom. So when Paul said that God will grant you the spirit, it's not that something God will just come and drop on your lap. No, he's saying in the place of praying, in the place of pressing into God. You see, we're talking about pressing. You press. You press into power. You press into revelation. You press for wisdom. The Bible took the time to tell us how Elijah prayed. Number one, he went on top of a mountain. That shows intent and purpose. Number two, he bowed his head in between his knees. Praise God. Permit me. <laughs> bowed his head in between his knees. Prayed the first time. Sent the servant. Go and check. Ah, there's nothing. Ah, I'm going to get this thing now. I have heard God say there's sound of abundance of rain. Pray the second time. Go and check. Ah, I didn't see anything. Eh. Prayed again the third time. Pray. You, you get it. Somebody say, I'm getting it. Hear me and declare this after me. The wisdom I need to rise higher out of anything that is trying to weigh me down. I am getting it. Glory be to God. I am getting it. Look at that text again. Proverbs 4 verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget to turn away from the words of my mouth. So where is the wisdom you are looking for? Talk to me somebody. Hey, where is the wisdom I'm looking for? Where is the mouth of God today? I can't hear you. Where is the wisdom you are looking for? No, let's follow again. He said, do not forget the words of my mouth. Am I right? Where is the words of his mouth today? In the Bible. So the wisdom you are looking for is where? The power you are looking for is in the Holy Ghost that you carry inside of you. Am I correct? Talk to me. The revelation I'm looking for is where? It's in the spirit of God inside of me. The wisdom I'm looking for is also in the spirit and is in the word of God. It's easy to get wisdom more. Well, let me rephrase that because the way we interpret easy in our generation, it's like I'm not going to do anything. So that's not what I'm saying. So let me say it like I've been saying in this teaching. Wisdom is available. Just like the mind of Christ is available. Hello? Ah, there are challenges in my health. There are challenges in my marriage. I'm going through financial challenges. Particularly when we have things that recurring. Um, 
God helps you, it comes back. God helps you, it comes back. Who has been there with those kind of challenges before? Usually things like that, it's not necessarily power that you should use to address them. Because if we break the yoke of the enemy with the power of God, and you go back to doing the same things that allow those forces to hold you back again, six months down the road, you're back to where you are. Hello? What wisdom will help you to do is to change your lifestyle and your life pattern. There are certain things, if the wisdom of God concerning your health, concerning your marriage, concerning your finances, begin to take hold in your heart and your mind, not only will you be able to get rid of the problem for now, you'll be able to get rid of the problem forever. Hello, somebody. And that's what he said here. Look at it, Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom. Get, don't forget it. This is not something that, in a way, it's not, there are certain things we need power for. Hallelujah. Just come and break and move us forward. But after we have broken that thing, we need to sustain. said, not only did he raise us up, he wants us to stay up. Somebody shout, I'm staying up. It takes wisdom to stay up. Say with me, I'm getting that wisdom. I'm getting that wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout again, I'm getting that wisdom. Follow, follow through what, um, look at what Solomon said here. Do not forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forget her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Hallelujah. And in all you're getting, do what? Everybody, let's read verse 8 together. Exalt her and she will. Hallelujah. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. That's promotion. That is honor. That is elevation. How? The spirit of wisdom at work in you. Number four, I need to close. And this is where we started from. So I can plug myself into the forces that God is using to pull me higher. When I engage the power of God, I hope this is not too advanced for anybody here this morning. When I engage with revelation, hello somebody. When I engage the third one, what's the third one? And this is the fourth one I want to give us today. We go higher and we rise higher and we can rise higher through our praise. Through our praise, through our worship, through our praise, through our worship, through our praise, through our worship. God wants you to come up 
How can I come up? Get yourself into praise. Get yourself into worship. God wants you to rise higher. God wants to elevate you. Praise. Worship. You may not feel like, ah, hallelujah. But can you catch that picture? That just like all those things that Satan is trying to use to depress you and keep you sad and keep you weighed down, he's trying to pull you down. The same way on the other side, God is trying to raise you higher. Which one will you yield to? Will I yield to praise? Somebody say, I'm going higher by praise. Or will you yield to depression and sadness? Glory, glory be to God. I'm going up by praise. Say with me, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, verse 10. And this is actually talking about Jesus. Psalm 16, verse 10. For you will not leave my soul in sure or in hell, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. That's a prophecy about Jesus. That's a prophecy about you. God will not leave you in the low places of this world. God will not allow you to see corruption. Your finances will not see corruption. Your career will not see corruption. Your marriage will not see corruption. Your body will not see corruption. God doesn't want you to be there. He said Jesus died. And the power of God raised him up. You will not allow me to see corruption. You will not leave my soul in hell. You will show me the path of life. Hallelujah. And that path is the path that keeps pressing forward and moving forward. The path of the justice as the shining light. What does it have? What, does that, what happens to it? It shines what? Brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. You will show me, glory be to God, the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. How do we get into his presence? Psalm 100. Hallelujah. Let's read the whole verse and we'll close with this one. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. <laughs> okay, let me try again. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. He said there in Psalm 16, in your presence. And he said that in context of you are not going to allow me to see corruption, you're not going to allow me to be, to, to be rotten, to be, no. In your presence there's fullness of joy that's right and the pleasures forevermore. Verse 2, Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence. How? Amen. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and we are not we ourselves. 
We are the people and the sheep of his pasture. Is that talking about you? Verse 4. Enter into his gates, what? Into his courts. And in his presence, after you have gone through the gates, after you have gone through his courts, there is fullness of joy. There are pleasures forevermore. It's in that presence that he shows you the path of life. Hallelujah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. Hallelujah. See, there's a risk we run in church. And I want to appreciate HOP for the great work they did again this morning in praise and worship. We, we, we set services in a way. And it has now become, permit me, routine for us. to As we start our services, we pray and then we worship. But we are not just doing that because we want to do that. We are doing that because it's what the Bible tells us to do. And we are doing that to connect with that force that God wants to use to lift us up. Say somebody, somebody say there's a force lifting me up. And we have come to understand that when we praise, when we worship, we plug ourselves into that power. And the effect of the power of darkness trying to keep us down, we neutralize it. Your plane begins to take off, your plane begins to soar. Hallelujah. Verse 5, let me close. For the Lord is good. Somebody I want to announce over you again. The Lord is good. The Lord is good to you. The Lord is good to your children. The Lord is good to your family. His mercy is everlasting. Hallelujah. And his truth endures to all generations. Glory be to God. I want us to take 10 minutes before we close. We still have a little time. 10 minutes. And I want you to just praise and worship God with what I've shared with you this morning. Look, you just leave the rest to God. Amen? Praise him with understanding this morning. In fact, that's what the Bible tells us. Praise God with understanding. Know what you're doing. And really, that's what I'm sharing with you today. Understand that with prayer, I can plug myself into power. And that power can lift me up. If I can pray and get revelation, I can plug myself into the power of God or the force that will help me to rise up. If I can access wisdom, glory be to God, get wisdom. Not only will wisdom help me to go up, it will help me to stay up. And if I can praise and worship God, there's this force that will bring me, gravitate me as it were. Pull me up into the place where we discover parts of life that will keep taking me forward and causing me to rise higher. Rise on your feet this morning. Let's just worship him. Let's just praise him. Just 10 minutes. I know we did some in the morning as we started earlier in the service. Will you lift your hands before the musicians and the instrumentalists come up? Lift those hands to him. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Can somebody begin to bless him this morning? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Block off every distraction 
If you need to shut your eyes, please do that this morning. And just focus on him right now. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Somebody cooperate with what heaven is doing in your favor right now. God is pulling you higher. God is inviting you higher. God has already destined for you to operate on a high place. Your praise will get you there. Wisdom will get you there. Revelation will get you there. The power of God will get you there. But right now, just leave those hands and surrender and just worship him. Just bless him right now. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Master. We exalt you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Come on, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him right now. Hey, Sata, Yala Sata, Megeda Basata, Yala Sata. All the help you need is in his presence. Yes, all the help you need is in his presence. The light you need is in his presence. The direction you need is in his presence. The healing you need is in his presence. The comfort you need. Oh, Open your mouth, worship the Lord, praise the Lord, bless the Lord, exalt Him right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Kedabasha. Here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to praise you. Here we are to adore you. Here we are to experience your touch, to experience your power, to experience your wholeness, to experience your peace, to partake of your joy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, we worship you right now.
Jesus 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 There is something about your name Kinamasa tayada You're the master savior Oh Jesus You're like the fragrance after the rain Oh Jesus Jesus Wonderful Jesus Let all heavens and earth proclaim Kings and kingdoms Kings and kingdoms Shall all pass away but there's something special about your name. Oh, Jesus, sweet Jesus, we sing your praise in this place. Oh, there is something. Somebody praise him right now. Master, Master Savior, Jesus, your Pass away <laughs> and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about kings and kingdoms, they shall all pass away. Sing that again.
times like this we look to you and no other we trust in you and no other we thank you we thank you for that power that sustains us that lifts us up above every power of the enemy and we thank you that you have shown us how to plug ourselves into your power into the revelation and the wisdom of God and to even connect with you with our praises thank you Lord Jesus we will never stop praising you we will never stop worshipping you we will never stop thanking you glory glory be to your name and Lord I commit everyone every child of yours here in the service those joining us online into your hands as we step into another week thank you lord because you will provide for every need according to your riches in glory in the name of jesus thank you for that power that lifts far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named that regardless of what the enemy attempts you will keep us above and never under in the name of Jesus thank you for your hand that will keep moving us forward keep taking us higher and bringing us into the things you have prepared for us that eyes have not seen that ears have not heard I pray protection and preservation over everyone no evil will befall any of you. No plague will come near your dwelling. The will of the enemy will not prevail. Only the counsel of the Lord shall stand. Take all the praise, Father. Take all the glory. I see God dressing a few people here with a garment of praise. They say, listen carefully. There's a cloak of praise coming upon you right now. As we start singing, it came upon you. And God told me to tell you all through this week, keep praising me, keep praising me. Five minutes there, ten minutes there. Just find a place where you keep praising me, keep thanking me. And you will see my mighty hand do marvelous things in your life somebody else you need to focus on activating power 
You need to focus on activating power. Pray in the spirit until you engage the power of God. Somebody else, you need to seek God for revelation. Just show me something like you showed, um, like you showed Joseph his dream. Just reveal something to me. Reveal a truth to me. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth you know will set you free. And yet for somebody else, under the sound of my voice this evening, God has helped you, you came back again. God has helped you, you came back again. When you see that kind of pattern, you need to ask for wisdom. You need to ask for wisdom. So whichever one pertains to you, out of any of these four things, focus on any of them. Or for some of us, maybe more than one of them, focus on that this week. Jesus said, where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. So whatever the devil is using to pull you down, I'm telling you this morning, the force of God that is designed to pull you up is stronger. You just need to plug yourself into it. Through his power, through revelation, through wisdom, and through your praise. Hallelujah. And I commit you into the goodness of God this week, the favor of God this week, the blessing of God this week. And I also commit you into the word of God that will build you up and give you an inheritance among God's sanctified people. In Jesus' mighty name. Will you give the Lord a loud shout of praise this morning? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.